This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast on this Victory Friday. Feels very good to say that. It's been a long, long time. Adam Ho, Greg Reggs Jr. with you. Uh, Carm's still under the weather. He will join us remotely a little bit later on the show. But we are happy to bring in Bears tight end Cole Komet on this Victory Friday right Let's off go. the top of the show. <laughs> Cole, it's uh, a lot, you know, the NFL, things change quickly. You guys, uh, you know, get finally get the win last night. But even if you go back to Sunday, there was plenty of good things to, to talk about. And, uh, you know, you guys didn't get the job done Sunday, but you're able to carry that into, it seemed like some momentum carried into last night and you got the win. Uh, congrats on getting that win, ending the losing streak. How was the flight home last night? Imagine uh, different vibes there. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had a had a flight home like that. So um, it was nice. I was I'm feeling a little more happy today. I would say yesterday after the game, it was uh, more relief, and I think a lot of guys can attest to that. Um, you know, a lot a lot of things that we've been through. You know, early on this year, and for a lot of us, extending back to last year too, as well. And um, yeah, it's been a long road. You know, almost almost a full year since that last win um, against the Patriots, but uh, we got a resilient bunch of guys. And, you know, like you said, we were able to carry some things over from Sunday and uh, finish this thing out last night. And you talk about the adversity and it was palpable. Like you said, there's a lot of different variables that went into that. What, who, what was the message for you guys in that locker room after the Broncos game to look ahead on a short week, tough circumstances, and then to come out like you did? Yeah, well, I think it, the main thing was first you, you look at the mistakes and you know where we could be better, and um, it, but offensively you, you take some of the good that we did as well, and I think collectively we all felt that we started to form an identity as an offense um, again in, in that Broncos game, and um, you know, look, you know, the, obviously they're not a very highly you know rated defense uh, amongst the league right now, but. Um, there were things that we saw on tape in terms of just us executing and th that those things weren't happening those first three weeks. So um, we saw a lot of good positives and guys playing to their strengths. We saw Justin get really comfortable in that Broncos game and um, it was able to lead over to Thursday night. Uh, Bear, the Bears put out a, a video last night of some of Matt Eberflus's speech to you guys in the locker room afterwards um and, and I know some of that message was about that adversity and really about how you guys got through it because you are a tight locker room you're a tight t team be honest here how much was that tightness tested recently and I always say the best medicine in the NFL is a victory so I assume that that greatly helps get that win last night but when you kind of reflect especially on the last few weeks how much was that actually tested uh in inside that Bears locker room yeah, I mean, it's for sure tested. I mean, anytime, you know, you've, you've gone a full year now without winning, um, you know, it's hard not to, you know, question some of the things going on and they, those, those thoughts kind of creep into your mind. And 
Um, you, you know, obviously you get worried about, you know, what, what can happen or, or, or where this will go from here. But um, at the end of the day, we, like I said, we got a resilient group and we got guys that really came together and that was cool to see. And, um, you know, I think, you know, the leader of it all, um, Justin, just how he has handled this whole situation. I mean, uh, I said last night, I mean, he deals with a lot of crap in, in terms, you know, in this town and, you know, this town is the most passionate fan base there is. And, you know, they're going to be one way or another with the on it and they're going to take it week to week. And Justin has handled that tremendously. And I think, um, you know, when he comes in Mondays and, you know, after these losses we've had and, you know, you can tell he's taken it to heart. But uh, when it comes to Wednesday and we're, we're back out on the practice field, um, he's the most energetic guy, the most positive guy we got out there. And um, the way he's handled this whole situation has been tremendous. And, you know, we hope that can can lead to more more victories here going forward. I mean, you say Justin's the most energetic guy. He's obviously electric, but the thing that stood out to me here these last couple of weeks is his poise and calmness on the move in some of these plays, specifically that touchdown in the Broncos game where he's scrambling right. Looks like normally that's where he's going to bulldoze into the end zone. Instead, he waits for the defense to come to him and throw it to you. Does it feel like it's slowing down a little more for him lately? Yeah, I feel that for sure. I think he's seeing things really well right now. Um, I think he's confident with the plan in place. Um, I know him and Luke have a ton of conversations in terms of the game plan and, and whatnot. And um, yeah, I think his comfort level just in the offense is skyrocketing and his comfort level with the guys around him too. You know, I think he realizes he doesn't have to shoulder everything and he can rely on guys like obviously we got a guy like DJ and myself, Mooney, Khalil, and um, the offensive line's really been stepping up the, pa the the past two weeks, so that's been cool to see. So, um, yeah, I think he's just trusting the whole thing, and and that's been really cool to see, and he's been providing his input as well. And um, obviously when he's comfortable and he's doing his thing, he can do some pretty special things on the football field. Cole, we talk about Justin a lot for obvious reasons. Uh, it's it's always been obvious to me that you guys play hard for him and, and you know, really care um, – you know, by having his back, and I think you could see that last night, how much you, you guys felt like you – I'm not going to say you won the game for your quarterback, but there's always some of that, right? I, how about your head coach, though? It has been uh, an interesting month for him. He loses his defensive coordinator. Uh, you got the stuff going on with Chase Claypool in the last week. You're losing football games. What have you seen from Matt Eberflus behind the scenes through all of that, and how much did this, this win also matter – for your head coach too yeah i mean well he's just been steady he's always been steady and his messaging is always the same and um you know you, you get that consistent messaging week in and week out um it's 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 refreshing as a player and it's nice to know that he's not you know changing conforming as to what's going on and um you know he's got a process set in mind in his head and and a way that he wants this team to look and way this team to operate and and that that never changes so um yeah to get you get that win you know and for everybody, the locker room was huge. And I, I know Flus was, was super pumped up last night about it. And um, it was cool to see, you know, obviously him now calling the defense, like defense making plays. So that was a lot of fun to see. And, uh, yeah, obviously really excited for everybody and, you know, in particular, Coach. You know, uh, through the last few weeks, we've heard players in different interviews talking about holding each other accountable, you know, whether it's players to coaches, coaches to players. What are those conversations like in the film room when you guys are watching stuff? Is it is it an open conversation? Yeah, well, when I when I when I think of holding people accountable, um, you know, I, I always I always think of 
of having that urgency when we're out at practice or out at walkthroughs. And, um, you know, if you don't want to be the guy in the walkthrough to mess up, and if you're that guy to, that messing up in the walkthrough, like everyone around you is going to make you feel that and you're going to feel embarrassed, but like it's, it's a healthy thing. And, and like the, that healthy urgency, I think is what kind of, kind of allows us to grow as an offense. And, um, you know, those are the things that we're to continue to do. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's easy after a, a good game that you have, um, offensively to, to kind of skate by those things. But, um, it, it's important to point out the mistakes that we made and correct those quickly and, and maintain that, that sense of urgency so that, uh, that we can continue moving forward. Cole, how much do you think the short week actually helped you guys this week? And can you give uh, fans an idea of maybe on a normal week, how much time you probably would have spent kind of dissecting what happened with the collapse on Sunday in the fourth quarter versus what you really had time to do this week, which was you, I mean, you really yeah. just probably had to flush it. How much time did you actually even spend looking back at the Broncos game before you dove into the commanders? Yeah, so I'll give you like a normal week. So usually, uh, if we play Sunday afternoon, um, so we, you know, we obviously we lost to the Broncos Sunday afternoon. So you're, you're spending all really all day Sunday, kind of, kind of in that muck. Um, you get up Monday morning. Uh, you usually get your treatment in in the morning, and then you're spending all day going go over to corrections from from that game plan. And then Tuesday off, and then Wednesday, Thursday, you, you start getting into uh, the next opponent's game plan. But with Thursday, I mean, things things go quick. So, I mean, really, after that Broncos game, like, I'm already already looking at tape uh, for, for Washington that night. And so you're, you're, you're trying to move on from it. And obviously, that was a tough loss for us. But you move on for it. You get in Monday morning, and you're already doing uh, personnel stuff for, for the next opponent on Monday morning. And you're getting your walkthroughs in. You're, you're getting a little lift in. Um, and you're, you're really there kind of all day Monday. Uh, Tuesday, you're there all day going and so you're like, you're, you're, you're already moved way past, uh, that game from that previous game. So Tuesday, you're all, you're, you're there all day, you know, more walkthroughs, all those things. Wednesday, you're there kind of all day. And then we were traveling. Um, and then you get there Thursday and you play So it's a quick week and it's, uh, I, I think it's actually, it was beneficial for us this week that, you know, with how, how the game went against the Broncos on Sunday and, um, but yeah, it's just this is kind of where where we are with the NFL now in these primetime games, and you have to be able to adapt to it. Well, there's one thing from Zun Sunday's game I want to ask you about the touchdown celebration. We know your touchdown celebration with the swing; it's awesome. Was the those those guys in the end zone that tossed you the pitch? Was that coordinated, <laughs> or did that just happen? That just happened. Yeah, uh, I didn't know about this until the next day, and I saw it. Um, I so I had people send it to me like all the videos of it, uh, but that was uh, that was pretty cool. I didn't know that that was all going on. I thought it was messed up though that he tried to rob your home run. Yeah, no, everyone was like, "What is he doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, was like, I have no idea, but it worked out. It looked pretty cool. I thought it looked like it went way over the wall, so I think you're safe on the on the home run ball. Uh, you know, Cole. The other thing that's really stood out these last two games with the offense is the offensive line really creating a, a healthy pocket for the quarterback. So I want to ask you specifically with the tackles, because those are guys you line up next to and have to really communicate with, you know, what has it been like for those guys? Because I've been really, I mean, Darnell Wright's obviously an exciting rookie, but I've also been really encouraged by Larry Borum here, and I think he's really stepped up. Yeah, Larry's been great. Uh, I mean, Larry, since he's gotten here, has been awesome. And um, he's been great in kind of his changing roles, you know, throughout the time he's been here. But 
uh, he's been outstanding. And, uh, you know, I thought he's, he's really stepped up these past couple weeks. And, uh, you know, with Darnell, I mean, uh, I, he's got a chance to be something really special. Um, I, I think as he gets more comfortable, you know, in this offense and, and, and playing in NFL games, uh, he can be a really special player in this league. I mean, his athleticism at his size and weight, and it, it, it's incredible. I mean, he had a pull. We, had a, we were running a counter play the other day, and he pulled through and, and, I mean, absolutely destroyed this DB. But the way he was able to get through the line, um, I mean, really some special stuff. And uh, he, he's going to be a really outstanding player as, as he continues to progress. And, uh, you know, really excited about those guys on the edge. Yeah, just, I mean, speaking of adversity, those guys have been feeling it on that offensive line just with, uh, you know, Tevin being out, coming back. That could not have been easy, by the way, Tevin – if I'm, if I have that right, you guys had a light. I know you had a light practice Wednesday. He really hadn't put pads on and had a full practice since Indianapolis back in the preseason. So, I, I mean, that couldn't have been easy coming out last night and just, hey, you got to go out there. We need you because you guys were, were kind of in that desperate mode. But uh, and then Cody Whitehair had to move last night over to center in the middle of the game. How do, how does that? Ideally, you'd love to have five guys in there for every snap. That's just sometimes not the reality. How was how that communication going on last night in the middle of the game where you guys were trying to work through some of that and some of those changes? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of made aware that we might do uh, – might have some ro- rotation in uh, just the day before the game uh, through, the, through, the, through our offensive line. But, um, yeah, those guys stepped up big time. And, you know, hopefully, obviously, we can get that more, more solidified so you just get more cohesiveness and more work with all those guys. Um, you know, that being said, it's good to have Tevin back out in the football field a little bit. And, and you know, he, he can do some special things as well. And, um, you know, I thought Cody played really well at center the other night. And um, so, yeah, if we can get that whole group, just, you know, we get really cohesive with that and get just more practice time. I, we had we didn't have a lot of practice time even through camp because those guys were getting all banged up and stuff. Um, so th- those practice reps are huge. And the more reps that we can bank with those guys, I think it'll just benefit our offense even more. Oh, Cole, we've seen you line up in the backfield, you know, for sneaks, you know, when the running back started to take a hit, were you campaigning to, you know, line up as the running back in the second half? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I like my job of blocking the ends and stuff. Uh, I thought Kari did a great job stepping in with it. Uh, we were kind of having to, you know, tell him what to do on some of the run plays and, and all that stuff. But uh no, that was good to see. You know, I didn't realize that Roshan had gone down, and then obviously Khalil had gone down. So um, we were getting thin there for a second, but um, obviously pays to have um, a dual threat guy like Justin also in the backfield as well. So that 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 that's big time for us. And um, I thought Kari step, stepped up big time, and you know, hopefully we can get those guys healthy before uh, this next game on Sunday. I assume it's more fun to be the guy pushing the quarterback on the sneak than having to be the guy under center doing the sneak yeah. like you did on Sunday. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it's like I know everyone like thinks it's kind of cool. I mean, it's cool when you get the first down, but uh uh I mean, you're getting punched and like it, it sucks. Like I Justin Justin having to do that all the time, it just sucks cuz you're at the bottom of the pile and you're just getting hit and punched and they're trying to poke the ball out and people are grabbing your neck and I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. How, how, how do you shake these guys' hands after the game and they're pinching your legs and stuff down in a scrum? That I, I couldn't that couldn't stand for that. Well, well, some of you don't, so you just walk away. But a lot of the guys are, you know, everyone's pretty cool at the end of the day. We understand what it is, and, you know, it's a battle out there, and everyone's just <laughs> trying to get theirs. And, 
um, you know, you just chalk it up to the game once it's done. But um, you, yeah, you've I mean, never you've I, never done anything at the bottom of a scrum, right? You kept it clean. Uh, I won't admit anything publicly on here. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm looking at the film of your touchdown catch last night. Um, uh, honestly, don't look to be a lot to it. I, take us through it. You're an 11 personnel. You get matched up on the linebacker. Just kind of a uh, little move on the linebacker. You come across and Justin put the ball right on the money, right? Yeah, um, I was really hoping Luke would call that play as we were getting down there. Uh, it was really supposed to be a third down call for us, but um, he dialed it up in first and goal. Uh, yeah, motion over. Can, can tell that the backer's going to be taking me. Justin recognizes it well. I just give a little hesitation at the top. I'm really just – it's just a one-on-one route versus the versus that Mike backer there. And cross face, Justin puts it on me, and it's a touchdown. So pretty simple pitch and catch there on some things, but, um, you know, really good execution – you know, by the offensive line quarterback. And then um, all I had to do was catch the football. So pretty good stuff there. Follow up from Carm who texted me this because he said, uh, yeah, I, it looked like you were telling Justin something after that, that touchdown. Uh, wh- what did you say to him? Uh, I mean, it's a route we've, we've been running in one-on-ones all the time. And so we were just like, yeah, man, just, just like one-on-one. So it worked out really well. And um yeah i mean that's just the benefit of you know now me being with justin now these past you know two and a half years whatever it is and um you know you we're really starting to click together and you can see him clicking with the other guys as well so um yeah it's been fun to kind of see you know our connection grow and things that you do in practice kind of carry over to the game so that, that's a lot of fun for me yeah when you mentioned that it kind of takes me back to i think it was against the 49ers your rookie year where there was a bit of a scramble drill, and then Justin tried to, like, throw it to your back shoulder. You guys weren't yeah. able to connect there. Mm-hmm. But now you fast forward, because this last couple weeks, everybody talks about the adjustments last year's adjustments, now this year's. Everything's happening behind the line of scrimmage this year. Justin's not taking off and running. Is there a part of you that that helps because you're not in this in-between of not knowing you should block or knowing that you should be ready for something because Justin's more comfortable in the backfield, it seems like, this year? Yeah, I think um, – yeah, look, I mean, this this whole thing, like this whole NFL journey and guys – like it's such a process and, you know, everyone wants it to hit so quickly and, and right now and sure that can happen and – um, that happens on rare occasion, but this thing's all about, all about reps and you got to get reps on reps on reps on reps. And, um, you know, the more reps that we get with Justin and, you know, the more reps DJ gets with Justin Mooney, me, you know, all these guys, uh, you know, the better off we're going to be. And you just kind of build that cohesiveness throughout. And, you know, there'll be mistakes, uh, as we go through it here and there, but, um, you hope to minimize those as you go along and, uh, but yeah, you can see Justin's trust in us, I think more, more so this year. And, you know, he realizes that, you know, we're going to be in the spots that we need him, that we need to be in and to make plays. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been cool to see. So hopefully we can c- continue that and continue that cohesion and keep that rolling. Cole, you uh, growing up here, obviously know what Dick Buckus means to the city, uh, means to the league. Um, you know, I was last night, we were talking about this a little bit and just being around high school football you like I feel like in this area there's a little bit more of an appreciation even just playing the linebacker position because of what Dick Buckus and other linebackers for the Chicago Bears have meant to this city um how that that was obviously unexpected news that popped 
down before the game. What was that like? Um, I don't. Did, did you see it pregame? Did Matt Eberflus say anything pregame about it? Did I mean was that resonating at all into you know the effort onto the on the field? Did any of that get carried onto the field last night? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, we were alerted. I was alerted about it uh, literally right before we got out. Um, so you know, you, you just kind of hear about it, and you, you know, you're obviously I'm thinking about the game and stuff, but. Um, you know, you hear about it and that, you know, that's an NFL legend, not only a Bears legend, but an NFL legend. And um, he's he's a big part of why the game's where it's at today. Um, so, you, you know, we, we pay a lot of tribute to those guys and to be able to get a win last night um, kind of in his honor is, is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, we, we were made aware of it and uh, we, we, we definitely talked about it after the game. Um, but, um, yeah, tough to lose a, not only a, a Bears legend, but a uh, NFL legend as well. I know he's been around Soldier Field a few times. Did you ever get a chance to meet him or have a conversation with him? I did. I met him a couple times. Uh, he, you can tell he's got that grit. You know, he he's got that grit, that that old school grit. So it's always good to hear those those old school guys come back and give their perspective on things and uh, kind of hear what 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 they went through. And uh, we'll just say not not the same type of stuff that we have to go through today. So um, <laughs> those those guys were tough dudes back then. Cole, when uh, when one of your teammates like DJ Moore is going off the way he was last night, just how fun is that watching watching one of your guys just have one of those truly special games that doesn't certainly doesn't happen every week? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of like football performances I've seen live, and that's up there. I mean, that was when you can take a hitch route and go 50 yards, and you know you're going over the top of dudes making touchdown catches and it's it's unbelievable. I mean, he he is an outstanding football player, man, and and the dude is a great guy as well. Um, he, he's so approachable and so friendly, and, and such a good guy to be around. Guys really gravitate towards him. Uh, you know, doesn't do a whole lot of talking, but man, does he does he go out and ball? And he he he's been awesome to watch since he's gotten here. And um, you know, as we progress in this offense, I think uh, you know he's a guy that I that not only we all can benefit from, but I can benefit from big time underneath and. It's going to open up Mooney more often and helps our run game, helps Justin. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just see a guy like that. You're just, you know, when I'm, whenever I was on the sideline for a couple of plays, I'm always like, throw it up to DJ, throw it up to DJ. So uh, it's cool to have a guy like that, and, and he's, a, he's a special cat for sure. Plus, he almost had another touchdown and another 30-plus yards, uh, the one they called out of bounds. Were you guys talking about that like we were? Because yeah. even this well, morning, we're like, how, did he really step out of bounds? Yeah, well, I didn't see the replay yet. I haven't looked at anything, but they said his heel was up, so like it didn't hit the hit the sideline. So I don't know. I, I feel like they should have let that just go and then, yep. you know, bring it back if you got to bring it back. You know what I mean? Um, but I think he should have. If, if it was the if it was the Packers, they would have let the play go. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But we were talking about after the game. I was like, I think he should have had five touchdowns because he had that play and then. We were we were making we were like Justin overthrew him a little bit on one of the the stop and go routes, so he could add five, which would have yeah. been nuts. You know what I love about Justin is like when when he has a great game like that, no one wants to hear any of us mention. Oh, he should have you know probably hit DJ on that one. I know the the yeah. little uh, dump off he had to Khalil where Khalil actually got got hurt, you know. But what I love about Justin is he went up to the podium. He's like, yeah, I should have made those plays. And I'm not even sure he was asked about him. He's just like, yeah, I should have had another one for DJ. You know, the the one that Khalil Herbert got hurt, hit on, I got to hit that. And so, like, I just like that he 
he keeps himself accountable to you guys too. Even like, look, the last two games have been great for him. And he's yeah. got eight, eight touch. He's now tied with Kirk Cousins for the most touchdowns in the league. I don't even know if you know that uh, passing oh, touchdowns. Wow. Granted, he's played one more game than the rest of, you know, all the other yeah. quarterbacks. But still, I mean, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's at the top of the league in touchdown passes. Yeah, well, I think that just goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the the heightened sense of urgency. And, you know, when your quarterback's got that feel for it, too, uh, that's a big deal. So, you know, when you can have a – obviously, he's had two really good games, uh, you know, these past two games. And when he can look at those mistakes and be like, oh, man, I, you know, I wish I would have had those. And, like, you, you, you can you can kind of correct yourself on that. Um, that's a big deal. You know, you don't want to – you don't want to just soak in, in all the praise and whatnot. And, and, you know, he definitely doesn't do that. He's always looking at, you know, what he left out there, just like a lot of us are. You know, whenever we're looking at that tape, we're always looking at, you know, what we left out there and what could have been. So, um, yeah, that's that's good to see. And I know he, he'll want to get that stuff corrected and, and we'll get it corrected. And um, But that's that's how you move forward with things. That's how we get better. Well, I mean, you know, you know, Bears fans have been down in the dumps here to start the year. But now that we have this glimmer of, like Hogue said, with Fields leading the league in touchdowns, we're talking all sorts of shit this morning. So we're having yeah, fun with sure. it. <laughs> uh, but for you guys, like, how do you because you get 10 days off here. So obviously you're going to take a little break for a second and then get back to work. But how do you guys, you know, compartmentalize that huge win, but understand that you guys have more work to do to get back to where you guys want to be? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, take the couple of days here to just kind of reset, get our bodies right. But um, look, I mean, at the end of the day, in the in the big picture of things, it's it is only one game, um, and we are behind the eight ball here, so that that that's real stuff. And um, at the end of the day, you got to take it one week at a time, one game at a time. But um, we're behind the eight ball here, and we got a lot of ground to make up. So it starts with Minnesota this upcoming week, and we're going to do everything we can in order to put us put ourselves in a position to win this game coming up, and then we'll just take it from there. But um, you know, like I said, we'll we'll look at the corrections from this past game, and and we'll we'll probably go dive back a little bit more in the Broncos game, and and with with corrections that we didn't make there, and and move on with it, and uh, and, and just get better from the tape. So um, there's a lot to get better from, uh, a lot to be excited about as well too. But we we got to continue this uh, offensively and and keep executing like we have been the past couple games. Hey, before we let you go. Um... I, we when you were in here a couple weeks ago we had a conversation about what you eat at halftime and I want you I want you to share that with everyone because I yeah. love it because I you and I have something in common and I think it's going to surpri- surprise people and Carm's actually not here is, is it Taco Bell no it's not Taco Bell no it ain't Taco Bell. I, I gotta bring Carm some of these but the fact he's never had had these before is insane to me I have I usually have one to two uncrustables at halftime depending yeah. on how hungry I am um so last night I had I had one grape and one strawberry. So that might be the new. Usually I go two grape, but now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do that that combo from now on. So yeah, those are my favorite at halftime. The best. You, you, it, it, Uncrustables, first of all, and and and, tr- and trust me, sometime when it, when you become a parent, you're gonna love them even more because you always have them in the house because your kids love them. Like and you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go get an uncrust. You know, late night snack, whatever it is. Uncrustables are outstanding. But I every game, uh, every high school game, I have one in my backpack to snack on at halftime. It's got protein and it fills you up. It gets you through the rest of the game. Yeah, it gives you that little energy boost just to get you, get you through the rest of the game. It's perfect. It's the best best halftime snack to have. All right, so not. 
cheesy gordita crunches. <laughs> no, I would not. That, that'll pull you down. I would not recommend that. I would not recommend that. Okay. Well, and the fact that Carm had never even heard of Uncrustables is unbelievable. <laughs> Let's get to this quick super crazy. chat from one of our uh, viewers here before we let you go. Uh, $10 super chat from Isaac. He says, let's go, Cole. Even through the struggles and frustration, all of us uh, got you, bro. This was the first game at uh, halftime. I felt the wind coming. The support and excitement on the sideline was felt by all. So there you go. That's good stuff. Well, I appreciate the support, the continued support. So we're going to look to uh, – Get you guys more more wins here going forward, and um, you know keep keep this thing rolling. Hey, Irish Irish got a big win at Duke too, man. So that was a big win. That was Dude. a big win. Yeah, that was good to see. Did you awesome. see the production video they put oh, out on the really final cool. two, the final drive? I don't know if no, you caught I didn't it, see that. dude. No, you got to right. check it out. They they right. put together this awesome video where they they put in the audio from the offensive coordinator, like talking the plays down to the field. It's it's a fantastic video, man. You'd love it. All right, I gotta check that out for sure. And another super chat from the Duke. He says, "Viator Pride, Cole." Oh, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's go, Lions, go. man. All right, get some sleep, uh, rest up this weekend, and I believe we have you in studio on Tuesday. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you again next week. Awesome. I'll see you guys Tuesday. All right. Let's go. There he is. Cole Komet after the Bears 40-20 to win last night. Uh, Awesome to have him with us today after the victory. Losing streak is over, Greg. And uh, a lot of good stuff there from Cole Komet. Uh, I believe Mark Carmen will be joining us here momentarily um, as we also get a quick break as well uh, with Circa. Our, one of our new sponsors joining the program, uh, joining CHGO and partner, partnering with us. They just had their uh, big opening here in Illinois, and uh, they are Vegas. I got to make sure I'm doing the right one here. Or is that all we got right now? I guess so. Vegas' first ever adults only casino resort. They have the world's largest sports book. A three-story stadium style. Have you guys seen? You don't the want pictures? babies gambling. That's all. You definitely that right don't now. want babies gambling. But I have yet to go to Circa, and I can't wait. I know Nick got what? to go. Stadium swim. Yeah, it looks incredible. They have a three-story stadium-style sports book, uh, and of course the pools outside with the TVs. It's unbelievable. It takes ten people to operate the seventy-eight million pixel screen. Um, they got amazing food, VIP se- seating. Um, and then obviously the circus sports now available here in Illinois as well, um, with over 500 rooms and a variety of layouts to fit your needs. That's in Vegas, uh, plus art from a local artist, elevate your evening at the legacy club or any one of their restaurants. So check out circa, uh, either here now in Illinois or, uh, head out to Las Vegas as well. That's right. And when you head out to Vegas, why don't you hit up our friends over at FOCO, use the code CHGO on all non-presale items, get fitted out in the best sports gear around. So if you're going to Circa, you're rocking the, the right gear, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. They have it all. It's still, it's playoff baseball season, so you can get your Aloha hat, shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. You got some good football merch, too, for the rest of the football season. Set decorations like you see here on our table, the Justin Fields bobblehead, a lot of stuff here that they've donated to us here to make our studio look just badass honestly and so go show them some love 
we we're always showing them love and check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off at foco f-o-c-o by the way i knew i was doing something wrong there uh so make sure you download the circus sports illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events. Watch parties and tailgates if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text G-A-M-B to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right. Awesome having Cole with us on a victory Friday. Uh, I brought a victory brisket in too, to CHGO. I just wanted to uh, rub that in a little bit uh, as we bring in Mark Carmen. Carm's missing everything. I know. <laughs> There's, you know, he's dying inside. <laughs> we just need a read. We just need a read for Foco, and obviously Carm has FOMO. I, I do. Uh, it is good to see you guys virtually. Um, why would I'm trying to follow Braggs's transitions, which clearly the show is missing my brilliant transitions. When you're going to Vegas, get yourself some Foco. I, that I make, was going to mention that. Sense? You're not going <laughs> to rock some Bears gear when you go to folk, uh, Vegas. You're going on vacation. Why would you? Why? Oh, <laughs> it no. doesn't make any. But I love you to to the end of the earth. I'm, I'm, Car- glad, I'm so happy. Yes. Can you explain um, these last four texts? From from I know fumble recovery more banana orange. Are you are you calling some type of offensive play for DJ Moore? I'm confused what we're what we're well, doing here. Well, I, I I was having massive FOMO, not being able to be a part <laughs> of the Cole Komet interview. So he he did fumble yesterday, got it stripped yes. from him, and then he got down on the ground. I was curious what was going on down there. You guys did touch on it. He didn't share any secrets of what goes on at the bottom of the pile. So I wanted that ass. No, you're right. Then, that was a drop ball by us because the fact that he came back with that football was a miracle. Right. So I was just trying to help you out, and I was interested. Uh, banana orange is way better than that nasty crustable thing. Like, what What? 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 What are you talking about? I mean, when, when those of us, the elite athletes on the show that battle, you know, day in and day out on the tennis court, you go with a nice banana. Get a, get a little, little bite, get a juice, get a feel. I, I don't know about this crustable things. So that it's was so un- I wanted uncrustable first of all okay and yeah. don't knock the greatest snack that's ever been invented it's a, just a solid peanut butter and jelly that's sealed not sealed but how do you what am i trying to say yeah, i don't no, know I, like it's just it's like a po- it's like a hot pocket but not hot and it's just peanut butter and jelly it's amazing and this is the worst take you've ever had and you've had a lot that's not true is it better than an actual peanut butter and jelly sandwich it's more convenient and it doesn't. See, I, I don't understand. It holds that. all the peanut. You know how when you take a bite of peanut butter and jelly, like the jelly just like kind of squirts out. No, because I just put less jelly on it. No, it you can't matter. go less jelly. You got to enjoy Why? the peanut butter and jelly. This thing holds it all together. It tastes phenomenal, and they sell them at Costco in bulk. All right. So how do you all go right. wrong? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself a crustable and give you a full uncrustable. Looks- yeah, Uncrust- you are crustable. You are a crustable. <laughs> and uh, by the way, shout out to yes. Jake in the uh, chat. Uh, five bucks for uh, the man, the myth, the cram. 
Thank you, Jake. God bless yes. you. Somebody and said I, in the I, chat. Somebody said in the chat that you got COVID from licking your uh, softball championship trophy. <laughs> I think I did. That's honestly, honestly that's... my opinion. We all dr- <laughs> we we all drank from that stupid thing. And I didn't want to do it. I knew this was a bad idea, and I literally think that's how I got it. Somebody well, on the team well, to had be fair, it. You didn't... were early on though in in the drinking out of it, so. There's only a couple, I had two. Uh, I had two rounds. I started earlier, then oh. I got a second round. They told me to finish <laughs> it. I finished it. So whatever backwash COVID was in there, oh, no. here I am missing out on Cole Komet, Hogue cooking, Jake's whatever else. I mean, this is uh, a Bears victory. <laughs> but all for the love of softball, damn it. This is why I don't Any play softball. Okay. Yeah, I, I just... I, whatever you guys want to go with the conversation, but just uh, diving into everything um, and listening to that conversation. Larry Borum deserves a ton of credit, man. Remember when uh, in the offseason when they drafted Darnell Wright and he had a five-second Instagram post and then he immediately deleted it? He was obviously not happy with uh, how he was being valued by the organization. And from all from all we can tell, dude put his head down, worked, yep. And now got an opportunity and has stepped in and nobody's screaming out Larry Borum sucks and he's not I, so I get, no, got, I, I've been one of him. his big I've been one of his bigger bigger cr- critics and you got to give him you're gonna okay, give I was that, gonna say because I'm like someone on this show said they should cut Larry Borum <laughs> yeah in the I've, I couldn't I've, remember I've never who been it was. a big fan of his you know when we first got him and I just thought we could do better but I got to keep that same energy. He's been playing great since he's come in. I was extremely nervous about that and got to give credit where it's due, man. I love it. Well, let's be – I want to be real about a few things here, okay? One is swing tackle is one of the more underrated positions on a football roster. You know at some point one of your starting tackles is probably going to miss at least one game, sometimes more, which is what they're going through right now with Braxton Jones. And it's why last year they went out and signed Riley Reef, who ended up playing a lot, right? Because you know you're going to need these guys. And I thought it said something about Larry Borum that they decided to go into this season trusting that he could still handle that position, that he could play left or right tackle, which is not easy. You need no. to be able to play both, and you need to be able to come in a pinch in the middle of a game and, and do it sometimes. Now, he got the benefit of coming off, uh, uh, you know, having the week of preparation before he had to go out there. Has it been perfect? No, I just saw somebody in the chat say that PFF thinks he sucks. No, it has not been perfect. He gave up some pressure last night, but that is not an easy job. And overall, the offensive line, I think unexpectedly, got the best of a very good Washington D-line that has four first-round picks. And I don't care who you are on that line, you get some – credit for it and Larry Borum I think the last two weeks has stayed out of the conversation for the most part which is a good thing for an offensive tackle and I think is a testament to how he's played in a pinch this super chat by Benin Bryant's right on point here 20 bucks I'll read it because I feel lost without reading it a question about the O-line if Tevin can't stay healthy and Borum holds up at left tackle if Braxton returns from his injury what do you guys think about moving to left guard it worked for Tevin right I think that's on the table, right? Because now you now you might actually be in a situation where you have a surplus um, of guys who are playing well, which has got to be super exciting for Chris Morgan and company. I don't I don't know exactly how this is going to shake out. Yeah, I mean, the I only thing that ra- I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry, Carm, finish. 
Yeah. I'm not I'm not moving Braxton, but can Larry slip inside? Is that a possibility? You know, you you've got who is who is going to play that left guard position if if Tevin is out and can't stay healthy? I think that's interesting. I, I guess I thought the question was moving Braxton inside. Um, They're maybe not I'm reading that. that wrong. Yeah, that, maybe I, I'm reading that I, wrong. But I actually kind of agree with you on that. I yeah, think that's what that. If Braxton returns from the injury, what do you guys think about him moving to? Yeah, left? Yeah, regardless, I'll answer it this way. I would not move Braxton Jones. I don't think that's on the table. I think they view him as their left tackle, and that was evident by using the top ten overall pick on a right tackle which was all the that said everything you, you Ryan Pulse could have said about Braxton Jones at left tackle. They're not moving him. I don't think they should. He's too athletic, um, and I think he's coming along. It's unfortunate he got hurt here, but he's been pretty solid. Um, I don't want to even talk about – well, no, it's a fair question because Tevin Jenkins needs to show he can stay healthy. Tevin Jenkins, when he was on the field last night, was great. I love Tevin Jenkins. I hope he can stay healthy because that's a huge piece of the Bears' offensive line. I don't necessarily know what Larry Borum can do at guard. Um, maybe it's on the table, but don't forget you also have Jatiri Carter. Um, I don't know what to do with Cody Whitehair at this point. The snaps last night, those two high. I thought he played okay, though, from a blocking standpoint, but the snaps. Justin Fields made two saves last night. That were huge, and he got positive plays when both of, both of them could have been a disaster. I don't understand how we need it. We need it's like Steve Sachs syndrome or something. You've been huh. playing this game forever, and for whatever reason, it's up here, it's over there. It's I mean, I, he Cody Whiter can't play center if he can't snap the ball. And this I I, I mean he I guess it had gotten better when he was just honing in on doing it, but they moved him off and now for him to come back into it, the yips are back. I don't know what you do there. because uh, Lucas Patrick has, you know, got the concussion. I guess he'll be back, but that wasn't exactly working out well. The Bears need a center, man. That I didn't Hogue, did you mention a center in the draft that you wanted? Never came up in four months and never once mentioned John Michael Schmitz. Yeah. yeah. Never they once. need a center. No, and, and, and to get a little football-y here, too, um, it's not just the Aaron, and I agree, Benin has another super chat here, worried that Whitehair's Aaron snaps are going to cost a game in the near future. What do you guys think? It's on the table, right? I mean, how can you, they, they better be working on it, but let, let's get even more specific than that. The obvious Aaron snap is a problem. How Think about how hard it is to play quarterback, okay, and how much they talk about timing, how much Luke Getze, Justin Fields talks about timing. So even a snap that's over here to the left or over here to the right, or now I'm not even talking about one that you're in danger of fumbling, just one that's like taking you out of the rhythm of a play. It gets you off time. Trust me, at the NFL level, when you're playing center, you are expected to snap a strike every time. Okay, long snappers are expected to do that on much longer snaps every single time. Now, granted, that's I'm not going to say that's not their only job because they also have to get down and cover on punt. But that is their most important job. Centers have a lot more going on from a blocking standpoint. They got to know the calls. They got to identify the mic point. They got a lot going on. I get it. But you, you have to put to help Justin Fields, to help any quarterback, you're supposed to give them the best snap possible with the laces there, not a duck that's like going like this. You saw it on the flea flicker on Sunday, right? When 
uh, was that Khalil Herbert, right? Flipped it back to Justin. Well, that's what I was going to say. And it I mean, was like a soft toss up in the air. Like, <laughs> well, that's what was... it was a miracle they got that throw off, and it was still a successful play. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I just think it's cursed. I think this is the, <laughs> the curse of the snaps here in Chicago because it didn't matter who it was at camp, they were fumbling the snaps. And like you said, Khalil Herbert takes one on a, on a you know, it just throws it like five yards to the left, and Justin Fields still made the play. Uh, Big Cram, 499. What? We aren't fans of the high snap QB draw? It caught the defense off guard. I'm not going to lie. I watched that play on the All-22 this morning. I think it actually did. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think the high snap actually, the whole defense was like, whoa. And then he just ran right well, up. Well, I mean, the that's what happened to yeah. the Packers, right? With the, yeah. the fumbled snap, then it all of a sudden opened Car- something up downfield. Car- Karma's now undressing. Have a good shirt underneath though. On the show. He's uh he's having a meltdown really because he can't be here. So Karma. he's pulling out all the stops. I got good news <laughs> for you. Yeah. Cole Cole felt so bad that you're you know, down with COVID right now. He's coming in studio Tuesday. So rest up this weekend. Get a negative test by Tuesday morning. You'll be right back in here. I know. I, I, I already told myself that, and, and it's just so good to see Big Cram out here supporting, too, with the new picture for the Avatar. Uh, it all feels great. This is not about me. This is about the Bears getting a win. I uh, So I'm okay. Everything's great over here. It, fe- it seems like you're time. feeling better. You sound good. I, I feel great. I'm ready to play tennis. I'm ready to do it all. Um, you know, I just uh, need – I'm going to try to be good to society here and not move into it until I get a nice negative test. So. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, the, can the we, can, can we t- real quick, continuing with the offensive yeah. line, the Bear Bastard said that uh, PFF gave Borum an eight and the average score is 60. So that's not okay. great. But then he also he also asked, does Dan Feeney get a look anytime soon? I mean, they did. They did. No, I'm forgetting. Was that a trade? Dan Feeney's going to get a look in, in, in adult entertainment. He's not getting a look on this roster. Well, that's not true. I mean. What? Yeah. Have you looked at Dan Feeney? That dude looks like he could absolutely make money in adult entertainment. The man's unbelievable. I love the mullet look. No, I, I don't. Uh, but Dan Feeney got a shot for a moment. Hogue is completely <laughs> confused. You telling me that Feeney doesn't have a little porn star in him? Just a little bit? Come on. Don't, don't like let a... anybody find out what Carm's Googling. Right. Why can't he just be like, uh, you know, a South Side Chicago guy with a mullet and a beer? permanently fixated into his hand what's wrong with that why you got why you got to go porn star he could be i'm upgrading him i'm going prime time i'm putting him on the big May, screen mace dog wildest cram statement to date <laughs> he just tops himself every day I, I, if i'm the only one that's looked at dan feeney and, and thought and thought porn star then you know i, I guess that's just me there was a six-round pick for it for Dan Feeney. Um, Keep saying it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I think Feeney appreciates that love. I would love it if somebody thought I had that level. Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> I mean, Brenda's You're in, in the chat saying she says I get it. She says, Brenda's yeah, saying she gets it. All right. All right. Well, I don't think the Bears traded oh a six-round six pick for a porn star. I think they Jason. traded one for a guy who might get some reps at center eventually. <laughs> oh, no. Jason Shaw, Feeney does Hallis. That is, right, that is that's amazing. Enough. That's amazing. That's enough. <laughs> Do not desecrate the Hallis name with your jokes, See, I, Jason. I was thinking more of Hallis Hall. I wasn't thinking of a person. <laughs> oh, like, whoa. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Well, so okay. that's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, easy. 
He's got law, Lawrence, Lawrence uh, debauchery. Hey, uh, can we Let's, talk Chase Claypool? Yes, please. Can we please get back on track? Speaking <laughs> yeah, of trades yeah. with Miami uh, for six-round picks, uh, the Bears did get one back for 2025 uh, by trading Chase Claypool away. Is that not the most embarrassing trade of all time? Seriously. If you just cut him, is it not better? Let me get a let me. Let, I'll give you our seventh rounder for your sixth rounder in a year. Not even in next year's draft, but the draft after that. Let me just moved up thirty-two spots for this malcontent who caught twenty-two balls in ten games here and one touchdown and did not win a did not win a football game when he had the uniform on. I, yeah, I think it, cutting it would have been better. I, I would have just as a guy who doesn't have to pay him $2 million. I would have just to send the message as an organization with everything that was going on. That's where I would have used that to put my foot down. But at the same time, to Hoag's point, you get some value from it. You save some money. But then for me too, the other positive from it, I know you guys wanted to send the Trojan horse to the Packers or the Panthers and let them ruin their locker rooms. But at the same time, now that he's in the AFC with Miami, he can do whatever he wants and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm not worried about what Claypool's going to do, but it is a good landing spot for him. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you, that, I mean, don't, I mean, I, I'm not, would you either of you guys be surprised now is if it he though? plays? I mean, well, he's not going to get, no, I, yes, I would be you surprised. would be surprised. He's, he, he's at least going to a similar offense, just one that has better, you know, better overall talent, I think at this point is safe to say. Um, but like he, so maybe he can catch on faster than the adjustment he had last year. But that being said, like, he's not going to get a lot of targets there. Uh, maybe, well, maybe the winning will help because they're going to win some games. But I'll say this: like, considering last night where it was DJ Moore and not a whole lot else, like losing him in the rotation—not that he was doing anything—but like where, now Mooney moves back to the wide receiver two role. Yeah. And well, I, and I think we concerned about like how that's all shaking out. Well, now. Tyler Scott's got to start to step up now, you, which you, I thought wait, in the Denver you, game you saw a little bit of. Oh, you don't think he can surpass Braxton Berrios as the Dolphins' third receiver behind Waddle and Hill? Well, they're two completely different wide receivers. It'll be interesting to see how they use them. I'm just saying I don't anticipate uh, – I'll be shocked if Chase Claypool is a guy you're, you're adding to your fantasy team all of a sudden because he's on the Miami Dolphins. That's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. And, um, guys, let's just be honest. This is – if, if you're the Dolphins right now, you're viewing this like the Bears trading for Nikhil Harry last year. Like, right. you're taking a flyer on a guy that's already been traded twice before the end of his rookie contract who didn't win a single game with the Chicago Bears while he was here. And the second they sent him away, the offense starts exploding again. And, look, I'm not saying that the Bears did anything wrong in getting rid of him. Congrats to Ryan Poles on moving forward and getting him out of the locker room and you know, doing what they absolutely had to do. But, I'm, uh, uh, you know, from Claypool's standpoint, he's going to a, an offense that throws the ball a ton. He's got a quarterback who's on fire. Uh, there's going to be a lot of attention elsewhere on the field. He should be able to get, get open and, and put up some numbers here. If I'm him right now, I'm dancing in the streets. What? You sent me to South Beach? I mean, if, I, he, Ryan, he, if he's not sending Ryan Poles a Christmas card, he should be. Yeah. That was they, they did him well. I wish somebody could do an impersonation of Mike McDaniel and him having conversations. 
Because I just think oh, Mike, I would love that. <laughs> Mike's vibe and his vibe, Claypool's vibes are vastly different. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, you just got to chill. You know? <laughs> I love Mike Peek. Yeah. I mean, you got to give Ryan yeah. Poles a shout out for, you know, cutting bait. Yes. That, that's a move that's on his name, on his watch. It's probably his biggest blunder to date. And instead of dragging it out until the end of the year and not re-signing him, he wore it. I mean, he's putting himself on the spot by cutting him right now and not trying to, like, make it work, square peg, round hole it. So you've got to respect Ryan Poles. I don't expect a GM to be perfect, but you have to acknowledge your mistakes, move on from them, and fix them. And to me, he's halfway through that process. Now let's fix it. By the way, do you know who the – um, wide receivers coaches in Miami. I do not. Wes Welker. Wow. Probably learned some things from from a Wes Welker, I would think. Hey, by the way, also, um, yes, I agree on that. But did you see, like, good for Ryan Poles for cutting bait. Did you see the assault that Adam Schefter committed though on that trade earlier this morning with his tweet? I didn't. I saw Flanagan's assault, but what was Schefter's? We'll, we'll get the Flan. I didn't see Flanagan's. Uh, Schefter just reminded everybody that both the Packers and the Bears offered second-round picks for Chase Claypool last year. The Steelers accepted the Bears' pick. The Packers drafted with their pick that they kept, Jaden Reed. Thanks, Shefty. That's not cool, man. Why you got to go there? That's just, as you would say. And Jake. Yeah. Assault. It's assault. It's a few things I yell during a game is assault. You also yelled kill. I yell kill yeah, a lot. When they were on offense. Game. What does that mean exactly? It doesn't matter what it means. Like I said, I, I just. I just yell. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so sometimes I yell assault, but. Um, yeah. So, and then Jake Flanagan had a, a funny tweet earlier. He goes, all of. Chase Claypool's touchdowns as a Chicago Bear, and it was the one touchdown. Dominant. Those were my favorite times of the Chase Claypool era were those 10 days of practice. I mean, I'll say this. I I think Claypool's got more holes in this game than his fit at Paris Fashion Week this summer. (laughs) Hey-oh. Well, just a reminder, the the biggest show that we have done on this uh, fine CHGO Bears channel was by far coming into this season. Now we've tapped that because we're growing and thank you to one and all. But by far last year was the Claypool trade date. The trade day. Bears fans were super excited about it. We were excited about it. We put out a video this week recapping how we were excited about it uh, because it made a whole lot of sense at the time. Now Ryan Poles gets paid a lot of money to get these things right, as we've said on the show. But, you know, just to underline, you know, people were super excited about Chase Claypool coming here. It made sense. You were helping out Justin. You were helping out the offense, all of it. Well, I know Miami didn't give up a lot for him, but I uh, I think it's a questionable move for the Dolphins. I, I, again, Mike Tomlin couldn't wait to get rid of him. You saw what happened here the entire time he was here. You're a good football team. Do they really even have a need for a wide receiver right now? And I, I just, I, I hope that, there, look, I hope there's better results for both parties. I hope Chase Claypool, it works out there. I have nothing personally against the guy at all. 
But I think, honestly, it's a questionable move for a good team like the Dolphins to add that to your locker room. Look, when you have talent, you get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I mean, look at Braggs. <laughs> but look at Braggs. This is my first opportunity. That's more applies to you, Carm. Uh, You've I, been in this game for about 40 years now. Uh, I was Since pointing the, out that you're, you're the... Uh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I don't, I, I don't know why I went to you because it made no sense. But now that you said it like that, it's like, see, you've got no opportunities because you have no talent. Um, <laughs> oh, oh god! I, 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 listen, I wish Chase Claypool well down there. Good luck to him. I hope he, I hope he has a gets exactly, a good, exactly. Because if he had gone to the Panthers or the Packers, we can't even say that. We can't even say, I wish you well. Good luck on your journey. We'd be like, I hope you ruin that locker room. Now, you can go to the Dolphins, wish them well, good karma. We need all the good karma we can get around here uh, for the Chicago Bears. Hey, uh, hopefully there's some more excitement about this Bears team now. And um, All right, Q Harlan, $5. Regarding Claypool, in the words of Curly Bill in Tombstone, well, bye. <laughs> well, bye. There you go. Um, come out to our tailgate next week. How about that? Vibes are back. They're good. They're healthy. The vibes are Bears get an NFC North opponent, and the Vikings coming to town. We got you covered October 15th with the tailgate. You can get tickets at allchgo.com slash events. If you are a diehard, you get a 20% discount, so go become a diehard if you are not one. And if you're like, well, wait a minute. The Bears won a game. I would like to go to Soldier Field. I'd like to go um, – you know, get tickets, well, then you're going to want to look at game time because game time, what they do is they take all the worry, all the hassle out of finding tickets, especially last minute, uh, to your next big event. It's not just sporting events, music, comedy, theater events, whatever you want to do. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets they have flash deals you just swipe the little yellow thing across your screen and the best value right there in that moment pops up uh, a lot of times i saw the other night when i was looking at it you can buy like a zone you get 20 percent off and you're not it just gives you like a zone of where your seats could be it's also you know a cool way of getting tickets as well if you're just looking for the best price available at that moment download the game time app create an account use code chgo you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code chgo for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed you stole my ad read <laughs> <sighs> Don't care. Because somebody's trying to move the show along. <laughs> Game time. Hogue. In the rundown. I know, Who but the, di the diehard die read. Oh, I actually didn't. I, that was just a transition. Yeah, you lifted it from me. That That's was, my read. It counts as a read, though. I'm, I'm good with that as being the read. Be a diehard, everyone. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and also... Check out Ray Chevy. You know, you should have listened to Ray Scarpelli when he was on the show the other day. He told you to play DJ Moore. Yep. 49 fantasy points. Not that's bad. A, that's the type of – that's what – with Ray Chevy, you don't just get great deals, great customer service. You get the greatest fantasy information you could possibly get right here on CHGO Bears because Ray hooked you up right there. He'll hook you up to at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. If you're in a market for a newer used vehicle – 
Ray Chevy and Fox Lake, they are the go-to. They have joined us here at CHGO. We uh, love the partnership so far. And the best thing is they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership. They'll ask you a bunch of questions that aren't relevant. That's And in most cases, you're like, no, those don't apply to me. And then they're like, ah, well, we're going to raise the price on you because you don't qualify for those incentives that we were just assuming you did when we put this low price online. That's not how it works at Ray. The price you see online is the price you pay when you come into the dealership always. No add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. That happened twice. This guy didn't think I was a truck owner or could be a truck owner. Never. I got my Silverado from Ray Chevy, and that was what I experienced. I went in there, and they got me a much better price than I even thought walking in that door. Uh, And the Silverado was great anyway. Um, and as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. Right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their truck or treat savings event because 0% is back. Now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. So come on into Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. Find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake or visit RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Can I ask Greg Braggs a question, Hogue? No, you can't. Can I ask Greg Braggs a question, Hogue? Yes, you can. Thank you. What, when you were at three in the morning last night, when you were in your bed or wherever you were and you tweeted out the bears are back, can you actually explain what was going on? I was sitting in my house trying to go to bed. There's no way he was in his bed. And yeah, I was trying, it takes me a little bit to wind down. And so I just tweeted that. Why? Were you drinking or like sitting in your dining room? It's called a it's called a bit, Carm. You're What's well aware of bits. The bit is when I can't sleep, I just say something. I can't can't sleep. Like the other night I put, can't sleep, the bears are ruining my life. That was also not true. I don't okay. know. That one might have been true. It was probably true. You, so don't, think the bears are ba- so you don't think the bears are back? I, I, just like I said to Cole, like, yeah, hey, like he said, it's one game. We're all really excited. Certainly not trying to temper anyone's excitement, including my own. I want to enjoy this win, but there's still more work to be done. Like, if I'm on that team, I'm sitting there like, hell yeah, we won this game. We should have won this game. Now I want to win three more just like it, you You know? know? So, yeah, when they get to 500 and the Bears are back, that's, that's, that's then a true statement. We can say it for now just to have some fun, and it certainly looks like the offense has turned a quarter, Justin Fields specifically, but come on, let's, let's see it. You know, let's see them stack some weeks now. That's the standard I want them to hold themselves to. You know what? We can stack all we want next week. I was thinking about this on my way down here, and I agree with Greg Baggs Jr. here, the Super Chat 999. Good morning with Greg Bags Jr. voice. Waking up from a dub last night. Wait, I think that means you have to do it in... You got to do it in the Greg Bags voice, and I think Carm is more suited for this. Yeah. I like... No, you... I I don't have it. (laughs) What was that? You You do it, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Yeah. 
Good morning. Waking up from a dub last night feels freaking great. I like this version of Greg Baggs Jr. Just good vibes. To all JF1 haters, y'all should shh, bear freaking down. Brick by brick. Yeah. Brick juice. Rawr. Meatball. Hey, but where I, I was going with that is... You better damn well enjoy it today. It's been almost a year since they won a football game. They're moving the ball up and down the field with ease. Justin Fields looked awesome. DJ Moore was unbelievable. I mean, seriously, unbelievable. You should soak this in today. Enjoy it because it, quite frankly, does not happen a lot. And there's no guarantee it's going to happen again this season. Although, when I do look at the schedule, I do see Vikings, W, Raiders, W, Chargers, W, Saints, Yeah, keep the screenshots, Panthers, W, Lions, I don't know, Vikings, W, Lions, eh. Browns, W, Cardinals, W, Falcons, W, Packers. That one's going to count double Ws. Yeah, Carm, save them screenshots of the win predictions. We're coming for you. I got them, pal. They're on my phone. Uh, so So if you had to bet going into the Carolina game right now, the Bears record, they're one and four right now. There's four games before Carolina. What? What's I their record? Five and four from Hug. I, I okay. If they play the uh, way they played last night, they should go three and one in their next four. So you think they're going to be four and five? Braggs? I think they probably split those. So you think they're going to be three and and six going into Carolina? Braggs? I don't know. <laughs> I've been wrong. I've seriously been wrong like five different ways. So I'm just going to keep this. Wrong train rolling. I mean, I agree with Hogue. Three and one sounds great. That's why I was asking Cole with the 10-day layover. It's like the short week, I agreed. I, I feel like it did help them with the short week. Now that they're hot, I'm pissed they got to wait 10 days to play another game. They're not on a layover. They're not stuck at the Charlotte airport <laughs> for 10 days. They're on, they they have a weekend off, and they come back to work on Monday. I know, but it's I just like I honestly wish they'd just play again on Sunday. Let's keep it rolling. Cole Komet literally has the same weekend <laughs> we're about to have. He did a show at noon with us on CHGO. He gets to enjoy the rest watch of his Notre Friday. Watch tomorrow. Watch some college football uh, and watch NFL football Sunday and come to work on Monday, just like we'll have to do. They're not no. stuck I just, at LAX for 10 days. As much as like before the season, I was looking at those – you know, different 10 day mini buys. And then the bye week I was like, Oh, these are going to be great. Now I'm like, damn it. I don't want to wait 10 days for the next game. Um, can I give a quick shout out? There's nothing to do with the bears. Well, no, it just can't. popped in my brain. So I don't forget it. Happy 105th birthday to grandma Rose finger hut. My wife's grandma. One Oh five. Wow. Well, while we're doing that, my my wife's grandma, I believe, is ninety six or seven today, and that's Grandma uh, Grammy Barbara Anderson. She's wow. the best. Wow, that's just a lot of years put together there between I'm, uh, those two. Hey, shout out to my nephew as well, uh, Tommy. He's he's twenty one today. I thought you were gonna say he's ninety four. <laughs> he's twenty one, man. My my mom's name is Barbara too. I know. Cool she's story. not nine, she's not ninety seven. She's mad at me Who's, right now. Who's fired up to go old people's home with Braggs when he's 105 and just, just get dialed in on a Sunday Bears noon kickoff? There's no chance this guy lives to 105. 
I think he's indestructible. Look at him. <laughs> he's like a tank. If we if the Bears keep winning, then he can stop eating Taco Bell and you know take care of himself again. Then maybe he'll we'll, we'll talk one hundred and four. But one hundred and five. I'm back the on the right track. Diet is a slight issue. That's a good point. Uh, another super chat here from Greg Bags Jr. One ninety nine. Cram here needs to be a little optimistic. Old Cram. A a uh, Bags Jr. I'm just asking questions here. I didn't even weigh in on what I think they're going to do in the next run here when they beat Minnesota, beat Las Vegas, and then split with the Chargers and the Saints. And you got, you're three and one, and then you're sitting there at four and five. Uh, lightning it up with Carolina. You're back to 500. You, have the, you give the Panthers their hope. What would that be? Their tenth loss on the year, and you're heading. You get the number one pick, and you got a team surging towards the playoffs. I didn't even say any of that. And or I fear that they're going to be two and seven. One of the two. Um, this is a huge game against Minnesota. Season season. You you beat Minnesota. You're back in. You're back in the. the the, the, the dream of the year, which I believe by Bags Jr. was to be in the hunt. You beat Minnesota, you're, you are right. edging towards being in the hunt. Right. Well, that's why I'm just hoping that that's the message for their team. Like, hey, we that was fun, but we ain't done shit yet. Yeah, that, but, that's, that's what well, I want them they, to feel like. They the way, know. No, yeah, good opportunity to watch the Vikings on Sunday, by the way. They play at 325 against the Chiefs, so they're staring one and four in the face they're at least at home in this game that could be fun i still don't think the vikings are really a one and four team they have plenty of talent justin jefferson by the way though all of a sudden you look at justin jefferson's stats next to dj moore's <laughs> granted justin has another game on sunday but they're, they're they're not too far apart actually surprisingly but all right let's fly through some more super chats and get out of here on this friday of uh, the duke 1999 uh, Cedric Van Pran, you are a Chicago Bear. I'm assuming that's a draft prospect. I am not yet aware. I of. have no idea who that is. So maybe that looks bad on it's my part. It's probably a reference to something we said 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry, Duke. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe. But I know what this one means, and I, I think uh, Carm should read it. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. 1999 from the Duke. Carm likes that old school adult entertainment head. <laughs> <laughs> Say the last part. Hashtag Bushy. All right, Duke. You should have, that, that should have been a that should have been a, a two hundred dollar chat. But uh, thanks, Duke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you, Duke. Yeah, keep going, Carp. Uh, banging grass. Follow up by Big Cram. Uh, Bears are so back. Fields about to throw for forty tutties with thirty nine hundred yards, and Carl will be bald by January. And you, oh, and you think the Bears will add a 51 patch on their jerseys from now on? That that is actually interesting. Will the will they will they will they honor Dick that way? I hope they do. Wasn't there a bunch of stuff with Gail Sayers that they got criticized I, for yeah, not they, doing? Well, that was, I believe, during the COVID year uh. when he passed away. So it was like one of those weird things. But yeah, they a lot of fans felt like they didn't honor him enough when yeah. he passed away. So maybe they'll do it differently here with Buckus. But it was a unique year because if I remember correctly, it was the COVID year. And when Gale passed away, they their next home game wasn't for a few more weeks. And then when they came back home, people were like, well, where's the number 40 on the field or on their jersey yeah, and stuff? I don't know. That'll be interesting to follow. Um, total malarkey, $10. Just got to make sure that Venmo goes through to the refs like we do up here. I assume. He is north 
of the Illinois-Wisconsin border. Yeah, probably. Um, actually, I wanted to follow up on a tweet I had this morning, now that I think about it. So one of the first things I did this morning once I realized I had the, the uh, All-22 was look at the play where DJ Moore supposedly stepped out of bounds. It is super close. It's hard to tell. It looks like his heel is maybe in the air, but there's a ref right there staring at it. And it was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? He probably had the better best view of anyone else. I'm going to raise my hand. I fucked up because I assumed that's the ref that blew the whistle. It is not. A couple people pointed out on Twitter, and I went back and watched it closer. That referee does not blow the whistle. He's looking right at it and doesn't blow it. It's the referee trailing the play down the sideline with a Washington commander in fr- in between him and DJ Moore. You could literally see the referee having to lean his head over around the commander, and he's trailing by like at least 20 yards, and he blows it dead. What? That, that's bad process, man. How, there's no way he It's not could, your quadrant. He, well, it actually probably is his call because he's the guy looking, staring down the sideline. But there's no way he could have seen that clearly. You got to let that play out. Let replay take care of it if they can. I, 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 I mean, yeah, and, and replay goes to it anyways if it's a tutty. So like, yes, it's automatically reviewed if it's a touchdown. Quite frankly, they didn't have the view, so it probably would have stood. But even today, I don't think there's. There actually was a shot going around. Someone shared it with me that looked like his heel was down. I don't know where that came from, if it was a shot from a the stands or something, but it was going around. It's a film. Yeah. Anyway. I like the underlining of that play, and I also want to point out that in training camp, one of my big concerns was can you throw the ball successfully to literally anybody else on the roster? And right now – it's Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon were the only two other Bears who had catches yesterday. He missed Mooney a couple times. But I'm hoping that in this mini bye week, they find some ways to unlock both Mooney and Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott yeah. is an underused asset on this team right now. I really think there could be something there between him and Justin if they can just find the magic formula for that, which they found, I guess, seemingly for the rest of the offense. I agree. They got to find a way to get the, the the ball in the hands of more playmakers. On the other side uh, of that coin, uh, Justin Fields has a perfect passer rating when throwing to DJ Moore the last two games. Let's go. So maybe just keep throwing it to DJ Moore and things will work out. Uh, you don't need to overthink it. C Vaughn, $45. Surprised they didn't have Tyler Scott in the backfield at all. I think he was a running back up until sophomore year of college. Um Seems a little small as a running back in the pros. Small in the NFL, hasn't practiced there. It's a different position. We all thought Carm was going to tweet during the game that they should have Justin Fields be the running back and and have Bajan as the quarterback if they ran out of options. Ooh. I didn't even think of that, but that was a brilliant thought by you, Braggs. I I don't know why it didn't didn't pop in my head. (laughs) And speaking of meatball takes, uh, Sivan threw another one in here for five bucks. Says, we ever going to get a meatball island hat? I'd snag one in a heartbeat. There you go. Let's go. Oh, well, I know everybody's getting idea. their uh, Meatball Island shirts in the mail here. A couple people got them yesterday. I think more people are going to be getting them today. I'll be running to my uh, mailbox when I get home. Uh, but you can order your Meatball Island shirts uh, right now at allchgo.com, chgolocker.com. Um, and, di- and if you're a diehard, you get a free shirt right out the gate. So if you become a diehard, you can get one of those shirts 
for free and discounts on any future purchases. Uh, Stefan wants to talk to, to Carm here. Says, not sure who the guy is on the right with earphones in. Have to commend Flus. Those <laughs> players showed a lot of effort last night on defense for an 0-4. I, I don't know. Stefan, my name is Carm. I appreciate it. I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't attacking anyone on the defense, I don't recall. Uh, they they yes, did. you were. Just apologize what? to Steven. Stefan. Stefan. St- Sorry, I, I, I can't. Oh. I, I, I would, you know, I would apologize to Stefan if I had Is a reason really to apologize. really Bill Hader doing? Yes. Stefan. I mean, I, All I, right. I, I could try to say something about the defense that didn't make sense. Like, Jervon Dexter graded out that well uh, by PFF. He had like an 88%, whatever that was. Yeah, he played well. No, oh, yeah, Jim Cook, Meatball Island shirt, just got delivered 30 minutes ago. Let's go. I got my take the North is coming in. It's you. <laughs> Did you just realize that's Jim Cook? Well, I mean, there's a lot of Jim. You know, it's Jim's yeah, in the chat. It's yeah, I, I, it was just, out of context. I'll be honest. I, I just found One out time, that. don't take it personally, Jim. Last year, one time, my cousin was in the chat. It was like, it's Garrett, your cousin. I was like, I don't have a cousin named Garrett. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? It was for the Washington game last year. I didn't year. know who your cousin was. I'm not paying attention to anything. All right, Jake uh, <laughs> with another super chat. Uh, Jake Jarosh, five bucks. Who fills the empty roster spot left by uh, Claymore? Possibly add a running back? Uh, Claypool? Yeah, yeah. No, his name is Claymore now. <laughs> um, no, Clay, Claymore. Remember last night the... Like a grenade, Claymore. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It um, blows up locker rooms. I uh, that I think Nathan Peterman is probably coming back for one. But yeah, they might need to look at the running back. I don't know how bad those injuries are, but it's a good thing they have some extra days here to rest. Getting yeah, cut on a Thursday. Should yeah, I mute him immediately? Back when Claypool gets traded the next day. Oh, By the way, you thought they let him go. Peterman could go on the practice squad, too, if they need that roster spot. So I just don't think he's leaving the building anytime soon. I'm going to spend my day singing Secret Peterman to myself in my house. Did either of you guys see the picture trailing around social media of the the (laughs) sideline person for Washington taking the picture behind the coaches? It it just looks like he's scrolling on his phone. Like you do the whole show? (laughs) Are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? All right. But have you seen So you haven't seen the picture? No, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, then don't worry about it then. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your little scrum fall. I My phone's been down for the whole show. I've been locked in. Okay. We'll check the tape. <laughs> Carm, feel better. I miss you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. I don't know what I'm going to do without you guys. Well, you, you still got Poppy with you? <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. She's got I do. It looked like he had to double check. He's like, oh, no, did Poppy run away? (laughs) She's she's still here. Hey, give us a like. uh, Hit subscribe. And uh, we appreciate you being here today with us. Uh, Thanks to Cole Komet for joining us. He'll be back with us on Tuesday in studio as well. We are back Monday. We get a little weekend off. Enjoy some football the next couple days. Enjoy enjoy the porn this weekend, Garm. (laughs) (laughs) I hate both of you. I can't. I'm now now looking forward to being away from both of you this weekend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll see you Monday. Noon. Herb Howard's here Monday. Thank goodness. Hit me up on Twitter if anybody wants Wildcat Howard tickets. I got them. 
Go cats. What an offer. <laughs> hey. Trying to get the third one on the year, baby. Two o'clock kick. Never doubt the cats, baby. Let's go. They're playing Herb Howard in football tomorrow? They're playing Herb Howard on Saturday. Okay. Herb Howard and the Bigs are playing Northwestern. It's probably even money, even line. Yeah, I was kidding. <laughs> oh, whatever. The Cats are playing better football. We're out of here. We'll talk to you Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Goodbye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.